Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for the Book of Boba Fett. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello, hello. How you doing, Ed? Pretty good. Can't lie. I was really tired earlier, but yeah, I had a bit of time. Had some coffee now. Good stuff. New chapter, new week. Let's get through Hi. it, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. And our second co-host, Noma. Hello there. How you doing? Yeah, about the same. I was also actually pretty tired this morning, but yeah, coffee and Mandalorians can uh, can give you some stimulant. Definitely. <laughs> For me, it was just like work finished and I needed to have a two hour power nap. It was supposed to be 30 minutes and it turned into two hours. And I'm like, I guess I was tired. Yeah. I was like, I guess I was tired. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Ed, what are we discussing today on the book of Boba Fett? Right. So this is chapter two of the book. It is called The Tribes of Tatooine. As we go through this episode, we're going to be talking about what happened. And, you know, so far we've seen quite a few Easter eggs. So we're hoping to see a few more in this one. And, as we see them, if we do, we'll mention them, we'll point out where they come from. And if we miss any and you've seen something or you've seen a reference to anything in Star Wars that you're just like, hey, I, I, I noticed that they didn't say anything. You can reach out, you can contact us. There's plenty of ways to do so. I almost got a list for you. Yep. So like I said, there's a whole bunch of different ways to contact us. One of the easiest is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got an email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both of those is at VoiceForcePod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Viewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noma. Let's speed that up three times, so then it's harder for them to listen to it. Exactly. Now it's a challenge to get in contact with us. <laughs> uh, if you really want to, you will listen, and you will slow the podcast <laughs> again, down to 0.25. And again, and again, yeah. and again, and again. <laughs> All right. I think we can get into the episode. Yeah. So, as always, we're going to go through a quick synopsis before we get into it. With that being said, here is your spoiler warning. Like I said, we're going to go into the synopsis. We're going to tell you everything that happened again, just to catch you guys up to speed. And if you haven't watched the second episode, we would recommend pausing here, going and watching episode two, and then coming back so that you won't get spoiled on anything. So with that being said, final spoiler warning, and here we go. So the episode opens with uh, another shot of Jabba's palace. Uh, Again, it's now Boba's palace, but kind of going over those shots of that iconic place. Uh, And the camera goes until we come back to Fennec Shand, who is leading the captured assassin into the castle. And what I found kind of, well, we'll talk about this afterwards, but it's just like, what the hell are the logistics of Boba Fett? Because it looks like she walked the entire way back with him. And... It was a very small detail, but I found it really funny that the gate opens. She walks through, and as soon as she walks through with the assassin, the gate just immediately closes. She's like, that, open the gate, close the gate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they come in to the palace room, and Boba Fett is holding court now. Well, with the assassin, right? And uh, yeah, so we got the only people in here are, again, the two Gamorrean guards, and we've got uh, the torture droid 88 in the background. 
And of course, the assassin refuses to speak when Boba asks him stuff. So, or Fett is just like, uh, like says some stuff. Uh, and one of the Gamorreans like prepares to behead him and the assassin doesn't say anything. And I'm like, of course, he's not going to say anything. He's an assassin. What's happening right now? And yeah, ET8's like, uh, he's from the Order of the Nightwind. He's a very high-ranking assassin. He's obviously not going to talk. And one thing I did like was Sh- uh, Fennec is just like, he's so he's from an assassin order. That just means he gets to wear a fancy suit. It doesn't mean he's actually a good assassin. Which I also liked on one hand because it's like, yeah, she's like putting down, you know, her competition technically. And on the other hand, because it does set up what's about to happen. So Shen's just like, all right, well, if you're not going to talk and you're not afraid to death, maybe the Rancor will make you talk. And she presses the button under Jabba's throne and the assassin drops into the Rancor pit and legitimately starts freaking out because it's a goddamn Rancor. Like I said, this is Shan setting up that, you know, even though they're from an order, it doesn't necessarily mean they're amazing assassins. So as it looks like the Rancor is going to come out, the assassin breaks and tells them that uh, they were sent by the, the mayor of Mos Espa. And he, he begs for his life and just breaks the whole charade. And then Shen just... just like ultimate troll Shan is just like, yeah, we don't actually have a rancor. It died. <laughs> kind of cuts to the cage and a little mouse just kind of runs by. And that's the only thing in there right now. She suggests that now they go and visit the mayor, obviously. And so Fett and Shan uh, lead the captured assassin through the streets, kind of, you know, making a point as they're going through Mos Espa with the Gamorians. And they're kind of walking through and there's a bunch of Trandoshans that are eyeing them. And then we get a kind of funny scene where uh, Fett, walks into the mayor's office and the like again it's just it's funny but it's i'm so confused by boba fett because the guy at the behind the counter is like oh uh, who are you sir and he's like i'm boba fett i'm here to see the mayor and he goes oh you don't seem to have an appointment i'm like why are you putting up with this (laughs) boba like please but anyways so yeah right like he should just he should just uh, like assert his authority like it's goddamn boba fett and go in there and eventually he just starts walking past him and and the like just going in and the uh the major domo comes out and is just saying the same thing like oh he's he's busy blah blah, blah. and fett just walks past him and goes into the room and once they're in there he gives the the well sorry before that we see the the mayor who is a very old ithorian which kind of surprised me and uh he's introduced as mock Shiaz. And he demands an explanation. Fett is like, explains the thing with the assassin and blah, blah, blah. And then the mayor's uh, guards just immediately kill the assassin and everyone draws their weapons. We get like a a Mandalorian season one flashback-ish kind of thing where, you know, Din was standing off the stormtroopers. It's reminiscent of that. And the mayor's like, oh yeah, we don't allow the Order of the Nightwind in this city. So thank you for bringing him to our attention. And it's a weird, it's a weird excuse, but sure. And so, yeah, we get, I, yeah, it, it, sorry, Ed is freaking out. And I'm like, yeah, there's so many things. <laughs> I'm trying to hold everything for the discussion this time yeah. and not no, just I, like, I feel, yeah. it, but I'm, oh my, oh my God. There's, there's so many things in that where you're like, what, what is happening? And so they have this talk and uh, she has is like, like, oh, you're just Boba Fett. And Boba Fett's like, no, I'm the Daimyo. Okay. And she has like, no, you sit on the throne of your former employer. And Boba's like, so did Bib Fortuna. And he's like, oh, but it's different because he's a major domo. So it's just, it's a lot of back and forth and nothing really happens. So they go to leave. And before he leaves, she has gives him this real, again, it's such a weird statement where it's like, he's like, oh, remember, you're the Daimyo of Tatooine as long as Tatooine decides it. It's just like, wow, well, what's happening? Anyways. And he's like, oh, yeah, you also have to consider who actually sent the assassins. It's like, well, <laughs> so they leave. And as they're leaving, 
uh he's like he also says like oh go to go back to garza flip sanctuary to get to figure out what i'm talking about and i'm like cool now the mayor's a quest giver yeah, um, right. <laughs> yeah so fenton and his entourage go to the sanctuary and uh this time when they meet with garza fett's a lot more blunt where he's like shy has sent me here and you look like you're freaking out about something what is it and garza is like, have you not heard? And I'm going, what the fuck is happening with Fett? But anyways, Garza is basically ends up telling Fett, like, oh, uh, Jabba's cousins have laid claim to Tatooine. And Boba's like, no, they're not. They're too preoccupied with Nal Hutta to bother with Tatooine. And I'm like... So everything kind of goes silent. You can hear these kind of drums. So Fett and Shand and the Gamorreans go outside. And the... Jabba's cousins come into view being carried on this palanquin by the most like the this must be the saddest job in the Star Wars universe being palanquin bearers to a hut yeah it's just like there's there's a great detail I love where they, they're both sitting in the center of the palanquin and the palanquin even though it looks like it's made of like metal it's like very like very clearly bending in the center where they are under their weight it's just a great little detail but yeah so they basically come up and they're like oh Boba Fett hello, we're here to discuss business. And Fett's like, there's no business. I own Tatooine. I'm the the leader of the, the criminals here now. And the brother is like, no, no, no. That, this is Jabba's territory and now it's ours. And they present this little claim and Fett's like, no, it's mine. I took it by right. And the brother laughs again. And we get a, a cool reveal for those of us who have, you know, read out, read the new canon. Because they he kind of shows off like, haha, we have powerful allies here. And the crowd parts and we get a Blackford Wookiee, a very scarred Wookiee who steps forward. And for anyone who's read the comics, it's uh, Black Chrysanthemum is back. And I, like, my immediate response, I'll talk about it later, but was like, yeah! Woo! And they have this little standoff. And there's other reasons why it's a hilarious standoff. But basically, it just comes to a, a stalemate. where the brother and sister are just like, ah, oh, we should kill you, but we're patient. I hope you sleep well. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. Bye-bye now. And they, like, leave. So after they kind of leave and were kind of left in this new situation, oh, and there was also a little bit of a standoff where it looked like Shan and Chrysanthemum were going to fight, but it doesn't happen. Shan kind of walks up to Fett and points out, like, hey, if we want to kill them, we're going to have to get permission from the Hut cartel because they're huts. And Fett's like, no, 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 the metals, the matter is settled. And Shan's like, do you really think it is? And he's like, no. <laughs> Why did you say whatever? <laughs> so we cut back then to Boba in, in the back tank, and he gets flashbacks of when he was still with the Tuscans. And this time it's, a, it's a, like uh, an immediate joke came to me as we were watching it, but we basically are shown like, okay, so um, when the Tuscans aren't aren't doing horrible things to Shmi Skywalker, they're farming and trying to like live out in the desert and stuff like that. And uh, basically as they're doing all this stuff, they hear this noise and everyone starts to panic and freak out and Fett's like, what's happening? And this big like armored hover train comes through the Tatooine desert. And um what was kind of interesting to me was like, you see the people firing out of it and they're obviously taking pot shots at the Tuscans and trying to kill them all. And I was like, they look familiar, but they don't look correct. And I'll get back to like, I was like, they look familiar, but they don't look fully like what I was expecting. And I'll come, like I said, I'll come back to that. But several Tuscans are killed or wounded and kind of Fett's watching them and like, Oh, I have to do something. Um, and so that night when they're, they're burning their dead, Fett is basically like watching a bunch of, the swoop gangers that we saw from the last episode kind of going through the desert and he 
goes up and he does that thing. And I mean, I, I guess it's the easiest way to do it. I would have preferred with subtitles, but he's doing the thing where he's doing hand gestures while speaking like a caveman. He's like, I take bike, go destroy armor, train, blah, blah, blah. And the chief is like, hey, you can't do that. And Fett's like, yes, I, like, I can. Just trust me. I'll be back by tomorrow morning. So the chief's skeptical, but he lets him do it. Oh, and he, he wants a wooden club and a, a blaster. So Fett goes to some outpost. I, I mean, it's just an, a place, I think. And there's a bunch of people there, and all the all the gang members are Nikto, so it makes them very easy to identify because everybody else is human. And basically, as they're there, you know, it's the typical like, all right, now that the tough guys are here, we're going to take over and do what we want. Because one of the guys even comes up and like grabs somebody's drink and drinks it, and, like grabs his food. He goes like, "This isn't right," and then they start intimidating them, and it looks like they're going to beat the shit out of them. And then Fett comes in like uh, fistful of dollars style with like the you know lone gun and just just takes them apart and just obliterates the bar <laughs> he just like destroys the bar like knocks it to pieces and then just kind of grabs a drink and drinks it he's like ah, I've, done, I've done my duty there is one thing that happened in that scene that kind of bugged me a little bit because i was like you need supplies fet but i'll talk about that afterwards and so basically he was only really there for the speeder bikes so technically he didn't even need to do the vigilante justice it's just it's boba fett he's just gonna kick the shit out of people well, bad guys. But he basically takes the speeder bike, lashes all the other speeder bikes to it, takes it to the Tuscans, and then we get this big, long training montage where he's explaining to them that they can, they can use these to ride them to destroy the armored hover train. And we get this big montage of them trying and failing, but slowly learning how to ride bikes. And it's like, oh, he's bringing enlightenment to the savages. Yeah, I mean, basically, this episode turns into Dancing with Tuscans, um, <laughs> which was both, you know, it's fine, and it was a little bit weird, but... Yeah, it, it wasn't enough for me to be like, what the hell is happening? It was just like, ah, okay, I see what we're doing. Okay, let's let's see how this turns out. So once they're they're trained and the, the hover train comes back, they have a bunch of stuff set up. So Fett is basically telling the kid that he was talking to in the last episode, like, here's a mirror that I got from Don't Ask Where. Uh, go up to this place so you can tell the spotters when we should go. Um, and as the hover train comes by and they're taking shots of the Tuscans, the caravan of Tuscans uh, come up. And they start fighting their way onto it. And that's when I realized, because when they start coming out, I was like, oh, they're fighting pikes. But all the pikes look like humans. <laughs> like, they literally just look, look like dudes with pike helmets on. They don't yeah. look anything like they did in uh, Clone Wars or Rebels. It's very... And Bad... Well, no, they, were they in Rebels? Bad Batch. I know they're in Bad Batch. But yeah, anyways. So we get this whole kind of thing where, like, to put a long story short, they fight their way all the way up the train... It's about to like crash and explode, but Fett manages to stop it. And then once the battle's over, they take all the pikes captive. And we get this little standoff scene where Fett's like, oh, you came and you killed these people, but this is their land. You have to respect them. So you'll be paying a toll from now on when you pass through the territory. Um, and the leader's like, okay, we thought these were all just mindless savages. Then we were protecting our goods. There is also, I should, I guess, mention, there's a funny scene in the beginning where he's like, I, like, what, what are you doing? And the guy's like, oh, we're just, we're just carrying supplies. We're trying to protect our stuff. And that's like, are you carrying spice? And the guy, the guy plays dumb. It's, it literally reminded me of a Simpsons bit. Where, where Chief Wiggum's talking with Fat Tony. He's like, did you steal a truck? What's a truck? And so like, so Fat says, are you carrying spice? And the guy's like, what does spice look like? And the Tuscan drops, like, the Tuscans are just carrying a container and they drop it on cue and it opens all the stuff spills up and he goes, that's spice. And I'm just like, okay. It's a very convenient, it is a funny scene though. But basically they come to an agreement where they're like, all right, we're not going to kill you, but you're going to go back and you're going to tell the Pike Syndicate that this is how it works now. And if not, uh, yeah 
and so uh, the the leader is like, ah, oh, we're all gonna die before we get back to Anchorhead Station. And that's like, no, we're just gonna give you a black melon that you don't know how to use. The Tuskens will use it, you'll figure it out. Go. And as they all kind of marched out, the Tuskens break open one of the, the water uh, containers that the leader was talking about, and they all start freaking out and gathering it. And it's just like, uh, like yeah, it's, you know, good ending. And so we get an interesting scene afterwards where Fett's talking with the leaders, and they do explain something that I thought was, I guess, like an important thing to note. Otherwise, I would have actually had a big problem with this episode. And he says, like, all the Tuscan tribes are completely different. Like, a lot of them don't really see or talk to each other. They all have different ways of dealing with invaders. Some of them just try to avoid them, like they've been doing. Some of them just try to slaughter them all, which is like, okay, so now this explains the episode one and two Tuscans. And four, I guess. And Fett's like, oh, now you can fight back. And the chief's like, no, we can't. They have machines. And, uh... Fett's like, yeah, but you know every inch of the Dune Sea. And I'm like, it, it's a weird, weird equalizing measure. But yeah, I guess you got a point. <laughs> it's just, mm. there's, a, there's a lot of very strange dialogue in this episode. Mm. So the Tuskens give Fett a gift. So they, they garb him up in their same gear. So now we get an explanation of why he looked like that in Mandalorian. And we get this other weird thing where he's like, now you're going to go on a vision quest, except instead of peyote, we have we have dust and a lizard that crawls into your brain. <laughs> what the f- That's, that was very weird. Um, how does the lizard, why does the, why, like, I, it's very strange. But anyways, that <laughs> goes on this like weird mind journey and he just sees a bunch of water and then we get another flashback of um, him back in the Sarlacc and then him on Camino watching Slave One fly away. And he gets like, like, while this is happening, he's getting like enwrapped in this weird, like dead white tree. And the vision ends with him kind of like breaking free of it and emerging. And I'm like, I get it. Like, okay, this is a nice way of saying this isn't the Boba Fett from Legends. Stop complaining. I get that this is kind of directed at me. But I mean, still, there are, there, there are still weird things going on here. So we get the next day, he comes back with this big big long tree branch they got from somewhere it looks like the same one from the tree in his dreams and from there we get like a very a very like make your own katana-esque scene where like he goes with this like tuscan weapon master and they like carve down the branch into the gaffy stick and i was like you cannot tell me that a piece of wood has been what was shattering all those stormtrooper helmets in mandalorian but then we get a thing where it's like i guess they temper it with fire and it's only the head of the gaffy stick that's made from the wood the rest is metal i'm like okay that makes more sense i guess you know it doesn't look quite like the same design i remember from mandalorian but that's fine so it's all put together, and then he's he's like, now he's one of the tribe, and uh, we get this scene at the end where he's performing this like dance, uh, ritual dance. Yeah, um, I love that. That, yeah, well, it's it's very reminiscent of like a Maori warrior uh, haka, except they don't do it with weapons, from what I know. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm assuming that's kind of what they they drew influence with, but or uh, also like a Native American uh, kind of. I'm not going to pretend I know what the terminology is, but you know, you kind of see the the dances around the fire and stuff like that. It's very reminiscent of that kind of thing. And the episode kind of ends with with them doing like all the warriors joining in and doing this little this little dance. And uh, yeah, that's how the episode kind of closes up. So that basically kind of sums up our summary. That's a terrible wording, but I'm Thank not going to take it back. Thank you for explanation of explanations. <laughs> yeah, for explaining how things work. <laughs> Did you know that people die and they are killed? Yeah, I love that meme. Works. I love that from the anime. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, let's get into the discussion, though. Yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's start us off. Uh, Ed, what did you think of this episode? There's a lot of love, and it's because it's Boba, but there's also a lot of what the hell because yeah. it's Boba. Yeah. If you know what I mean, like Noah brought up some really good points in the summary that were just 
as for like first off with the whole assassin and everything it's just like yeah we'll take him prisoner he'll talk so it's like how many bounties have you had that, it, mm-hmm. that like talked to something they squealed because they knew they were in danger right as an assassin if you if you had captured fennec or anybody like that unless you were like willing to pay them or something like that they're gonna keep their mouth shut mm-hmm. oh no, no this guy we'll ask him we'll give him chances oh you're in because he cusses him out with some language at one point or something like that it's just, oh yeah you're my pri- yeah. yeah it's like you're my prisoner and you you curse me you know it's like oh great so you're gonna retaliate now no mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to make a gesture that I should know by now isn't going to be effective. Right? Yeah, it's just like why? What? What's the so point that, of that, like Fennec, at this point, I don't. It's just a matter of time. It's like how long are you going to put up with this shit? Like I know you owe this guy, but come on, man. Like he's mm-hmm. he's worse than Neophyte at this, and he shouldn't be. He's been he's he's been in here watching what happens yeah. with Java the whole time. Like he's he grew up here pretty much. Like mm-hmm. how do you? How have you forgotten all that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then the thing with uh, Mayor Shai is it's just like, okay, so you're clearly you think he did it. He's not saying he he's saying he didn't, but you, who would you believe on Tatooine for that kind of stuff anyway? And if he's not involved in something, really, really, you're the mayor of Tatooine. You're not involved in anything. It's okay. it's like. And it's so weird because he presents himself like he, it's not him and he's innocent. And then he just talks down to Boba and shit talks him the whole time. Yeah. So you're not he's making no a respect good for the guy. But no, his, he gives his, him a bunch of advice and Boba follows it. I'm like, what the fuck is happening yeah. here? His bullshit about, oh, these guys aren't allowed on Tatooine. Meanwhile, all his guards are the same, like, ninja assassin yeah. people. So I'm like, what? So this clearly looks like you're just you're just trying to have a convenient excuse when you're really not. They're all around us, and they're the ones. So they killed their own member to hide their seat. Mm, yeah. Okay, I get that. Right, I don't get why you saying that would make somebody be like, oh, okay. No, they're all around me. I'm not stupid. Kill mm. you, right? Oh, oh, but if you want to know, maybe you should go to this place that totally sounds like a trap that I'm setting you up for so I can just get mm-hmm. rid of you. Okay, I'll go. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That shows up. I will admit, Black Crescent showing up. I was just like, hey, my boy, yeah. he's back. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting that, right? So it was like that was that was an awesome moment. And then I and looked at him a bit more, and it was like, are you though? Like I had yeah, that yeah. No, I I did too. It was it was like you know I want I want to say it to you because where else it's you're not tarful you're not you're not anything yeah. that you've seen how, but how like, many black fruit wookies have we seen and exactly with like the shoulder pauldron scars with the spikes. and the shoulder oh, yeah. pauldrons mm-hmm. it was the year that was like I'm ninety nine percent sure it's you but mm. there's but something when he said when he yeah, said gladiator I was like yeah it's a hundred percent black or Santa. yeah but then the thing that threw me off was he's got two normal eyes like yeah. if you so for those who don't know black or has like he's got a bunch of eye scars on or scars over his eye on one side and that eye's milky yeah. Mm. So then I saw like all the eye scars and I was like, black or sand, but he's got two normal eyes. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit weird. But the the other thing, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of cutting it off here. But like then the, the other thing that was at first, it was weird for me. And but then like it kind of pay again, it, like with uh, Shan and the Rancor kind of pays into it is he, like, actually, he shows up. He actually I, doesn't have a milky eye. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me show you the picture here. Oh no, did I just get Mandela affected? I think you did. Here, <laughs> let me let me send you the link. There, there's a picture of him standing next to Boba Fett in the comic books, and he doesn't have a milky eye. Huh. Yeah, what's like Mandela affected? What's the date on it? Oh, that's that's the that's the first Vader issue. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> Why does he look surprised? Yeah, he looks so has? happy there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> does not he look intimidating. Yeah, not at all. Though he, uh, though he does. Okay, so I the scar was the one thing. Okay, but I yeah, yeah that was the thing. You see him and you you know, but you don't know. And yeah, you're, it's one of those like, is it? I think it is. Like I'm ninety percent sure. Yeah, you is, think but... so because you see the big scar on it, right? So yeah. Mm. But, but yeah, the, the, the gear was the thing that sold me. Out. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Right? Yeah. But so, but the thing I thought was also really funny as soon as he showed up was I was just like, oh cool, it's Black Chrysanthemum. He's gonna be fighting Boba Fett's kicked his ass yeah. like twice already. As soon as I'm like, Boba's like, not gonna be intimidated by this. Why? Yeah. <laughs> but they gave him the whole like slow motion like stare yeah. down walk up yeah, and yeah. everything, right? And the fact that Boba just didn't even move, just like he's like, okay. you yeah, still have to like, kill oh, me for this. Yeah. And then they're like. Mm. And that's the part I like, because then Boba's just like, he's not affected. He's like, yeah, okay, you have to kill me to take it over. And you can immediately black his hand. And it's like, uh. Yeah, uh-oh. he's like, you, you, <laughs> you need to bring more than like just a gladiator here to, to kill yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. And then, like, the, the twins are just like, oh, okay, well, then they get their whole, like, we have, oh, whoa. We have, we, we, um, like, I'm, pa- I'm patient yeah, yeah like i'm like my sister i'm patient we can no, leave this out and have a for good those two it's just like no you're impulsive and stupid yeah the twins mm-hmm. i i yeah. like that there's new huts in here and we get to see more than just jabba in the movies because we don't usually get to see that like in the mm-hmm. clone wars we got to see the entire hut council on on nel hutta which yeah, was awesome yeah. right and they're in like some of the the books that we'll read as well like master and apprentice you'll see them yeah. and the- uh yeah it's just fun to see new huts yeah, and the other thing I kind of enjoyed was that we're we're starting to see more purple huts because that like was zero? originally yeah that was originally just the zero thing, but the uh, female cousin or the female uh, hut sibling is like a very very light purple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was good. like, oh, that's that's neat. You know, we've got well, a now I can tell them apart. B, yeah. we're just bringing more established canon. So that was really cool. I thought it was weird. They're like they're cousins, but they're like cuddling up at each other, and like their tails yeah, are like all. I'm I was like, trying I'm like, to just say a little weird. That. Not a little weird because that. I yeah. saw the tails actually curled up, and I was just like, mm. "Okay, it, it, say more than cousins, those, boys." Like, no, but like it's one of those like <laughs> old school royal things. Just yeah, like you know, exactly. they were born exactly. together, they never separated, so they're like yeah. this pretty much. Yeah, I, I imagined yeah, it being yeah, yeah. like a like very similar to like a Tudors or Habsburgs kind of thing. Where it's like, exactly. oh, we're so royal that the only people who we deserve to mate with are each other. It's yeah. like, oh boy, that's gonna end well. Targaryen blood. Here we go again. <laughs> but that, yeah, Targaryen. No, that's well, exactly yeah, that's a, what I thought when I saw yeah. them. I was just like, okay, so that that's your shtick. Okay, well, for, fine. Yeah, exactly. So for those who don't know, here's a real fun quick history lesson for you. The Habsburg dynasty was a royal dynasty I can't remember where they originated. I think it was France or Sweden or something like that. But they became so influential and spread so far across the country or across the continent. It was most of Europe by a point. They were all like the only options were them for all to marry each other. Wow. And they became so horrifically inbred that they were creating royals who like literally couldn't function. Mm. Was it? I, it was like I think it was like Charles the Second. Uh, like I, my European history isn't amazing, but I think it was like Charles the Second or someone like that who literally would like drool on himself in court. Yeah, and like couldn't really make complete sentences. So that's where that whole stereotype of like the Targaryens. That's what George R. R. Martin's taking right, from and stuff like that. Yeah, it, and the Tudors because the Tudors as well. Uh, Cesare and and his sister or cousin Lucrezia. I think yeah. The Borgias, um, you, you mean? I said the Tudors. Yeah, sorry, the yeah, Borgias. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cesare Borgia and Lucrezia. You see in Assassin's Creed, and it was actually real that they yeah. were uh, very, very in love with each other, and Lucrezia was in love with other people. But you know, cool. So it's just it's that it's that that kind of that's what I kind of assumed when I saw the huts was it was that kind of same Habsburg Borgia kind of thing. I like how Hermione Millie goes to that when you're like, why are you guys, why are you so close? <laughs> or when when I see people who are like yeah. 
quotes royals yeah yeah and are very very close like that that's just the first thing i think of. Did you guys yeah. also think that the guys carrying the, li the litter of the two huts were like these boys these li oh, they yeah. lift no no i, I just thought no. were, this is the worst job in the galaxy well there's they only 12 lift. of them they need and people did some math. on each side well, well there was 12 of them in total apparently <laughs> and mm. they did some math and there was like each hut is like a few tons like mm. large and there's two of them on one litter how is that litter holding up and how are they See, holding it up? I, I would I would argue, because yeah. I also assume that they wouldn't want to be dropped like six feet, yeah. that there are probably weak repulsors in that thing yeah. to help. They're stabilizing it more than exactly. Anything. But just to make sure that if the guys literally they die wouldn't be able from to their lift shoulder, it off the ground. Exactly. Right. How so there should be, there must be I can see that. Like, I'm not a, I don't I don't have a big deal about it, but I just thought it was funny yeah, that yeah. people were doing the math on it. I'm like. Yeah, no, because that's the thing. Story, if you take bro. the actual math into it, all these people would have to look like fucking Schwarzenegger. Yeah, prime. it's yeah. like ridiculous. The funny thing, yeah. though, is just like as they when they were walking and everything, I'm just like, you know what? They can distribute everything just from, you know, you're taking the step. And as you're taking the step, everybody's moving in motion, looking like a mm -hmm. ship. As soon as they stopped, I was like, you guys are fucked yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that momentum's <laughs> carrying forward, boys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because all that pressure's on you. Know, and then you, I love that the fact you can see it where half of them are just like, hurry up the yeah. fucking conversation yeah. and the, the fact and that there's a guy with a drum i'm like you have the best job my friend oh yeah no he literally does he, he looked that, that's that the... must must be the position they fight for because yeah, it's like yeah. oh step faster boy it's like <laughs> what's wrong yo today today's my day to be the drummer thank god, oh, god. but i can't you know swing just... two arms because one of them's just dead from lifting so <laughs> the, the, the one thing i did see slower today the, the one thing i did see about the you know the the physics part of it is that mm. people are like yeah George Lucas wouldn't have done this. And this is like, they're like, they don't know Star Wars because of it. I'm like, why is that the point you sit on? Why is <laughs> yeah, why that is the thing, thing that you're like, they don't know on? Star Wars because of yeah. X? And I'm like, I, I, why is that I guarantee the X? You, I guarantee you these are the oh, same. Well, okay. I, I'm not going to guarantee, but like, I would bet those are the same people who argue that the, the hyperspace attack in Last Jedi is legit Star Wars because it looks cool. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like I don't know. Like, that doesn't just doesn't make sense to me. And I, I feel no. like... There's it's that part of the fantasy. fandom. There's like part of yeah. every fandom that like really looks at like the the nitty gritty and can't have that that well, form of disbelief in terms of like it, like huts are pretty vain in terms of like their own their, their yeah. own vanity, right? Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. they would do something like this just to show of that course. they have the 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 amount of people and money to be able to do this and like the slave yeah. power and like the mil like the um the crime yeah, lord I'm, power. I'm too power. like that's why the palanquin was invented. I'm too rich to have to walk. Dirty yeah. my feet where you walk. Yeah, yeah. but at the, at the same time, how can people even say that when ja we've never seen Jabba leave his palace except for one time? And what was he in? This gigantic fucking boat. So yeah, the, the sailboat. I mean, I mean he was he was at the was... pod race in episode one. Oh, okay, but, like, but that's moving, a special event at an actual thing. Yes, You've yeah. never seen him moving there, right? No, no, so no. So you no. could yeah. you could argue that like, well, how does Jabba travel from place to place? He's going to drag himself around. We, we do see him walk in one of the special editions of, of, episode, yeah, four. of episode four. Oh, yeah. But at the yeah, well, because uh, when Han goes back to the Falcon and Jabba talks with him, and Han walks over his ta tail, but it's that's a also very, like yeah, infamous uh, SFX scene. Yeah, because it doesn't look good. No, because they were using like '90s yeah. special effects, mm. but. I would also argue that's not the original movie. He's not yeah. in the original movie, right? Well, it is technically is, and it is technically canon. And he, honestly, he like isn't, it, it isn't, does show so... you like him like moving a little bit with like the slug kind of look. Yeah, he's he's walking with Han, but yeah. we also get you know it. It also doesn't make sense with current canon 
because we get someone as petty and angry as Jabba and Han walks over his tail and Jabba doesn't have him killed. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, so things don't add up, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. Jabba became such a, such a more important gangster after those movies came and out. And that's where they also introduced Boba Fett for the first time in the special edition in episode four, because he's only in episode five. Mm-hmm. and six mm-hmm. and then they put him yeah, into but, episode but four in that, after the fact yeah, yeah. in the hangar right yeah yeah, he, yeah. and the thing is it's like even from from episodes f- four to episode six how many it's not a lot of time but it's because even when years? even when the rancor like pit happens in episode four six yeah. he's on his like platform and it moves forward yeah and yeah. then he looks so he down even, yeah so he doesn't even move that so, way i don't know but it's and it, i did it's believable enough that for people just saying straight up, oh, I wouldn't, know. Yeah, yeah, why I not? So. Yeah. I would say it's believable in terms of Star Wars. It's something so simple that this shouldn't be something to, the, to stand your ground on the hill for. Like, like my first thing when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, the huts are like assholes enough and vain enough to do something like this. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Especially when they, if, because they'll hear all the chatter, because they probably have people talking. It's like, did you know he's just walking around? He's not doing anything. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, let's. We'll show him what we do at that point. Yeah. And then purposefully make it to do this. I think yeah, they would do that. I think also it's like the a lot of people in the town so far in, in Mos Espa. They were like, yeah. So we didn't see your litter come up, so we didn't know you were coming, right? And they say it yeah. multiple times. Like and I feel like that's a respect piece because like there, that's like a <clears> cultural <throat> thing and like a show of powers. I have my litter. Mm. I can walk and I can move on my own, but I choose not to because yes, Noma, I have so much influence and power. I don't know why you said my name, but yeah, well, you, 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 you kind of brought up that point in terms oh, of like fair, why they fair. do it. But also then talking about that. Same no, no, just... you have your own. Yeah, litter. I know, right? I'm just like, <laughs> why am I the poor person here? But... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, kind of bring up that point as well with, with logistics and stuff like that. I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but something else that kind of bugs me with that is we see in the opening, like, it looks like Fennec brought that assassin the entire way from Mos Espa to Boba's palace. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's a cool shot. I'll give you that. Do we not have a single swoop bike? Are there? Is there nobody else working in Boba's palace? Like, we don't there, have enough There is people. nobody else. I, I can almost that, guarantee that. But I have so many, uh, like, you know, we talked about Why last is the question I have so many there. questions about that, right? Like, if you pull a coup like this, it's not like everybody fucking leaves. Yeah. Right? You keep people around because they want to go with the money. Exactly. And so like, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and the other problem I have with that is if that's the case, then it completely solidifies the Hut's assumptions. That nobody respects if them. Yeah, Boba's saying, I'm the leader of the criminal underworld in Tatooine. What's your outfit? Fucking two Gamorreans, a master assassin, and a torture droid. Yep. That's not an outfit. That's a no. crew. Yeah. Like that. That's like a that's you, a hit crew that you put on your slave one. Yeah, so and, yeah, that, yeah, that's the I sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking crew because I've been playing too much Final Fantasy, but like that it is literally a duty. It's a fucking full party. Like it's not even eight people. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not. It's not a, it's not even eight people. Yeah. Like, so that that was another thing I found really strange because a, you have nobody there, mm. right? You're going around calling yourself that. You're, you're Dino. Okay, mm-hmm. we've talked about that. <laughs> yeah. You show up to the huts standing there with everybody in your retinue. Yeah. I mean, you're lucky at that point. I know you're Boba, but he's still treating this like he's a bounty hunter. Yeah. And so he's got a small crew, everything there. This is enough because this is what you know. I mm. get that part of it. It's like you realize... You have to expand. What was what was the advice that the mayor the gave him? He's mayor like, it's him? like he said. I was gonna say this. Yeah, he said, 
uh, being the daimyo of like Mos Espa is much different than being like what it takes to be a, a bounty, bounty hunter. hunter. Yeah. Right. And but so, again, oh, sorry, keep going. Yeah. So like that is like, that is somebody actually offering you the first bit of genuine advice since Fennec, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, so you already listened to him about going to the place you probably, you know, should have just not. Yeah. Okay. So are you going to listen to this? Are you going to like, finally start to think like okay yeah i'm a boss and i need people to do things for me because i can't be in 14 places if i have to be you can you can go up to one the most important one you think you need to be at sure but like i can't wait if this does expand it's like what are you gonna do mm-hmm. what, what are you gonna do oh yeah i'll see you at 5 15 and then him you seven <laughs> be ready yeah be yeah. ready like I'm not expecting him to just immediately start off Book of Boba Fett with like the same level of, you know, the same level of resources to work with that like the Pike Syndicate does or something mm. like that. But I would have expected at least 50 to 100 people. Because how are you supposed to rule all of Tatooine? It's Where's multiple it? settlements. Yeah. We haven't even gone to Mos Eisley yet. We've only yep. been in Mos Espa so far. Yeah. You can't even keep control of that because your crew is five people. Yeah. And you don't bring one of them with you because the torture droid's always at the palace. And like when everybody's gone, who's looking after the place? Exactly. exactly. Like how yeah. are you preventing Somebody can any just... squatters? Yeah. You could li- the Jawas could fucking come in and dismantle half your fortress while you're doing yeah. the rounds. I'm excited for them to like address this and like see what happens in the next few episodes yeah. to see like yeah. does he build his empire by the end of this season? I hope so. I, I really I, do. I don't think by the end of it. I would assume he at least gets something together because we do yeah. keep getting that scene where he's sitting at the table with all the yeah the, with the Trandoshans and the Aqualish right? stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I assume that ties into it, but it's 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 just so weird to me. Where it's like, this is a guy, as Ed pointed out, who basically grew up in Jabba's palace and has seen how you operate and do all this stuff for basically decades at this point. And you're telling me now when he's wiser and has a change of heart and is a new man, he's just forgotten all of this information? Yeah. Like, yeah, cool. You need to, like, you want to rule with respect instead of fear. Okay, that's a noble goal. I'm not saying I disagree with that. You do realize that you have to make it very clear that you're not supposed to fuck with you if that's the case, right? right. Yeah. Because that's what the respect is. Yeah. It's not, if you don't follow my orders, oh, I'm going to have you killed. It's, look, I've got all this power. I'd rather not use it because I, re- I like the idea of you running things your way. Just don't insult me. I feel like it's yeah. kind of like the Yakuza, like in, like in terms of like the respect part of it, because that's a big part of, uh, as far as I know, I don't know everything about the Yakuza. But no, like, you're giving yourself away now, aren't yeah, you? Where's but, your tattoo? No, but it's, Take it, your shirt off and see your back. Yeah, right? no, I mean, you, you've got a point, right? We're talking about a Like a they cut off their gap. finger because like, it's like that yeah. like oh, honor I, and respect say, thing, right? Yeah, within the organization, but like respect with the people. because yes, We're talking about a crime gang who, when earthquakes or tsunamis hit, will go out into the community and make sure everybody's okay and have its supplies. And give resources and like make sure yeah. everybody has what they need to survive. And, yeah. Like, yeah. They're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart, though. They're doing it because they want the populace yeah. to foster that respect with them. Right. Yeah. right. So when they have to do whatever they have to do, it's just like, yeah, yeah. we need to be here for a bit. It was like, yeah, yeah no problem. You guys are yeah. cool. Rather than just like, oh my God, criminals are get the fuck out. Or, oh yeah. no, they're here. Like as, yeah, as yeah, weird exactly. as it sounds, like I don't, I don't know much about the situation with the yakuza in Japan. Like I know there's a, there's a lot yeah. of tension between <laughs> many things there and a lot of things that yeah. are things I have nothing, no idea about. But I feel like <laughs> they ha- they want to basically have that in, in in terms of Boba Fett too, right? Like mm. they want to have that like 
They want um, no, like you've got to get your, necessity. Your, sorry, I'm it's a dark necessity. Uh, yeah, sorry, that I'm, you I'm need. also just gonna yeah, like well, because I think the point you're trying to get across is that like they foster not out of the like I said, not out of the goodness of their heart, mm -hmm. but you're trying to foster a relationship of respect, right? So that it benefits both parties. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. yeah, and you're not wrong, and, and I'm not them. gonna. Ex yeah, well, there there are reasons for the populace to not immediately turn on them. Exactly, right? because they can. It's the same thing with, uh, well, it's a, I wouldn't say the same thing. It's a vaguely similar situ situation to like, uh, from what I've heard from some of the, the people I went to school with, uh, the situation in South America with like the gangs that ruled the favelas, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. okay. So um, they're basically calling in favors at that point. Yeah. Like, remember what I did for instance? Like, yeah, exactly. Like she, at the end of the yeah. day, neither one of those groups are good people, right? Mm. But because they are doing these gestures to help out the community, that fosters some sort of re like respect or trust at least yeah and i know in, in the favelas um what i was told at least was that you get certain gangs that are more trustworthy than the cops just because of the situation down there because right? you have that trust in like that honor system kind of thing and and you know that you live near these people so right. they're not yeah. going to go out of the way to screw you over completely as exactly. opposed like to you're making Something sure else. you water your own garden so that way exactly. when you need to yeah. weed it out, you know which ones you can pull and which ones right. are just like, yeah, no, that stays there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, exactly. Let's move on. It's, to it's not. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I was going to say at the end of the day, it's not necessarily that it's it's a respect where it's like this makes you a good person. But right. once you've got that there, it's a much less destructive relationship than exactly. fear. Than yeah, like, it's yeah, just, just, it's just, a, it's just a buildup of IOUs, mm. man. Yeah. yeah, man, that's all. I scratch um, your back, you scratch my back. Yeah, mm. so we've used so many metaphors and similar things now, but <laughs> let's we get to the point. One. Let's <laughs> talk about the hover train heist. Yeah, I love look, that. I was saying before, dances with uh, Tuskins. Let's it's a very do the training, man. That's really, yeah, the training was, was badass, yeah, too. Yeah. I love that. I'm telling you, every every scene with the Tuskins so far, I've absolutely... I love Jesus it. Christ. I've actually enjoyed because... Just the, the whole jump from one to the other. Yeah, I'll catch you. I'll catch you. I, I'm not going to catch you. You're yeah. on your ass. Yeah. No, he, and he fell on his ass uh, so many times. That montage <laughs> sequence, I loved oh, it. I loved it. Oh, man. But it, that, that actually made me very scared for them when yeah. it was time to do the thing. Because I was like, oh, I don't want any of you to die, man. You guys are actually pretty cool. Don't. Mm. The guy jumps up and just like, yeah. ah. Remember, <laughs> remember, that, remember that part where they were like, oh, yeah, like, let me show you, like, can I show you what the speed of like what we're going at is and like what the speed yeah, of the hover train like, is? And he's like, mm. yes, go. And then he does it and the guy's like, whoa. Yeah, I'm like, oh God. Uh, the, what the, thing I was, the the only scene in that montage where I was, I was just like, okay, I, I know where this is going, which way are you going to do it is when, man, Fett has the worst explanation in the beginning of how to ride a speeder bike. He does not fucking explain it well at all. No. So, and yeah, like, the guy gets on it. Yeah, the guy gets on it, and I was like, okay, you're either going to go way too fast forward, or you're going to go backwards, and he goes backwards. Yeah. It was like, flies away. And I was just like, oh my god, Fett. It's just, I'm, just, I'm just imagining, like, Django trying to teach his son how to fly Slave 1 and using that same kind of instructions. Yeah. Like, yeah, you press this button, ship goes up. You press this button, ship comes down. And yeah, just, it just slams yeah. into the landing pad. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> what did you guys think of the, the hover train, like, sequence, the whole thing with it? And, like, the... the okay. um... Oh my goodness, the pikes. So, it, it so also... sorry, sorry. No, oh yeah, no one big problem I have with that. I don't know if all the pikes were spiced up to the fucking <laughs> nines because the crack shots that they were taking were insane. Oh yeah, this thing's yeah. already moving back, and, and they had the reference like, Bing! 
one. Oh, not like hardly any shots pinging around you where they're just yeah. like, you know, having having a Gatling gun or something. It's like, yeah, they're all on that ridge. Okay, cool. Yeah. You're in a train I, anyway, it's going, just do that. But all of them poking out the little like little peepholes, little arrow holes, they're like pink, pink, pink down. It's like how how good of shots are these guys? Like the Tuscans with their long rifles, which are meant mm. for this kind of shit. We can't hit them. And then they were able to afterwards. Well, yeah, because yeah, you they know, they like, oh no, we, we but, train. No, we, we're just like, we know the train has windows there. <laughs> and when they yeah. shoot out that one, they're there. Okay. But yeah, the train is still moving like, like crazy. Like, yeah, it's just like, hey, learn how to lead your shot a kilometer yeah. out of yeah, target, right? right? But yeah, I think they underestimated how hard it is to hit a moving or a stationary target in a really fast moving vehicle. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's why technicals aren't mounted with sniper rifles, right? But it was. So I don't know if this was done on purpose, but it seemed really on the nose to me to be like, okay, so the Tuscans in this episode are Native Americans. Yeah. Because um, the thing I, uh, history lesson I remember is they're used, once the railroads were built, they used to have just load up, you know, trains full of colonists and they just ride through the plains and just shoot at Buffalo. That's why the Buffalo basically went extinct in North America because they were literally just slaughtering these herds of them from their trains. Wow. And so I see this, in the episode and literally as soon as i saw the train i was like oh we're doing this yeah kind of mm -hmm. thing. this is the right. this is the kind of piece that we're kind of putting into it from our world yeah th this is this is where we got this idea from because mm -hmm. i i also i so for myself at least i never found any like concrete historical sources that like verified this but with that shooting of the the buffalo thing i know was an actual thing but there were a lot of stories that would go around with that where they'd also like if they came across a native american encampment while they were doing that they just start shooting them too oh. so that's when they started shooting the tuscans that also kind of just connected yeah. with me like i said i as far as i i haven't really looked into it to be fair mm -hmm. but i have heard stories but i've never seen anything verified but it, i wouldn't put it past you know that time period exactly yeah so i mean there was that like that like i said it seemed a little bit on the nose same thing with the whole like we're doing a dances with wolves where the guy from the technologically advanced place comes in and teaches the inferior or the more technically inferior natives how to fight back against the, the evil I thought oppressors. it was fun to see like the Tuscan Raiders like learning how to use the speeder bikes that was a really fun yeah. sequence and I mm -hmm. thought at first like the first reaction they had when he brought them in he's like I give to you as a gift oh, yeah, and then they start ripping them up first like stop yeah. stop stop they're mine they're mine <laughs> I'm gonna teach you yeah. how to ride them right yeah and I'm like oh my god this is fucking great yeah, slay the monsters. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we're getting cool. revenge on it, them now. I thought it was really cool the sequence where, like, the we assume female um, Tuscan Raider like mm. sees what's happening on the train and like just beelines it for the connection oh, part yeah. of the train yeah, and just jumps really cool. onto the the side of it. I'm like, holy yeah. shit! I love this. This is like, like so much action. You that you know this much. See, know? ironically, ironically, now that you brought it up, Dan. I am amazed people aren't trying to die on that hill. Yeah, but they're right? trying to die on the palanquin hill because, in terms of actual physics, if you did that, she would have just fucking ricocheted off the train. And yeah, the the amount of force that you had to do, like the speed that she yeah. had to go to hit that yeah, train, she also would have broken most of the bones. In she her wouldn't body, have had time right? to like grab on or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. But like, like I mean, it's, there's it's, a bunch of problems. You have to really it, put that, cool. you know, like so. suspend that disbelief in terms of <laughs> yeah, watching yeah, like, a show like this and the action sequences. Like a lot of them are people are on like strings and stuff flying around, I mean, like. It's a space fantasy yeah. at the end of yeah. the day, right? There are a lot of people who have Star Wars as a sci-fi. Mm. It's space fantasy. We got, <laughs> we got Western, like the Mandalorian was a Western. It's yeah. based off of, you know, samurai stuff, which influenced Western. Yeah, I would say anyway, like TV shows are yeah. more like fantasy rather than, than an opera. Like the, the movies I could see mm. being that different genre for sure. But, yeah, but they, both, they both kind of go through it, right? Yeah.
even with that, I still find it funny. Like, this isn't Dune, so you don't have to worry about having no shields in the desert. Mm. I swear to God, even if they were worried in the slightest, or it's like if they thought about it, it's like, yeah, we're going through this place and it's got tossed. I'm like, let's shield the train. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if they shoot it, I guess nothing will happen. Yeah, exactly. Did you, did you guys realize there was a rifle. pod racer engine on top of it? Uh, oh, was that the propulsion. thing on the top? That was the pod was racer engine. That was engine, man. I was just like, well, how, how I recognize Anakin's that in, 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 in the concept like I'm looking at. <laughs> how has Anakin's pod racer been used in so many different? Well, because oh, now his. we literally it's an, it's have somebody, somebody else's for, engine. Oh yeah, it kind of reminded me of the, the maybe from the back, but like his Cobb Vance speeder, and I, you know, if it's not part of the train, that's fine. No, yeah. it it only reminded you of it because it blew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that, that sequence where like it, like he takes it down and like destroys it with, and he pulls like the lever and stuff, and it like slows down mm. and like hits the sand. The amount of special effects and like physics you need in your like whatever engine you're using for that, for all that mm. sand particles, I'm just like, this this blows my mind. Like a lot of people just kind of just like shrug it off, and it's cool, it's a yeah. sequence, right? But like when you really think about like the nitty gritty of the how somebody made this in mm. as a special effects artist, you're like, holy shit. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. And I mean, you can tell that that scene was done perfectly because nobody talks about it, right? Yeah. Like special effects like that. The only time people ever notice them is this when is they're bad. This is yeah. yeah, this is why we have compilations of bad CG, right? Because people notice that, but great CG, right? Unless it's something where it's super obvious, like Thanos, mm. it just goes over everybody's head, right? Like, uh, like another good example of that would be like when Iron Man drops the the pillar on Thanos. Now I'm on that train, right? When he drops the pillar on Thanos in uh, uh, Infinity War, and then it all gets turned into that uh, ball, and then he fires at him with the bats and stuff like that's fucking what the hell is happening, yeah. right? But it looks so good, nobody uh, mentions it. But yeah, that is a good point. Like that, because I, I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the sand and everything, it looked perfect. Yeah, so. I, I really loved the, the the Tuscan Raider stuff, and I think mm -hmm. it's more evident. I, I think. Uh... Just to kind of go into my my point that I wanted to make, this is like the theory mm -hmm. I was talking to you guys about in terms of um, uh, the podcast uh, chat that we have. I think Boba's true intentions with becoming the the daimyo of Tatooine is that he to wants give Tatooine back. He wants to yeah he wants to make it more respectful towards the Tusken Raiders and like incorporate them into the community of mm. the the wider community of Tatooine because like right now everybody that lives there is like they're the savages they're gonna raid and they're gonna pillage and they're gonna take everything that you have and that's all they do right and like nobody respects them they all fear them and i feel like since we see boba fett you know he was rescued by them he was given a second chance once he proved his his loyalty to them and was like kind of brought into the the family i guess right the found family kind of trope i feel like that's mm -hmm. why booba's intentions and like why he wants to be the daimyo is not for himself I feel like it's for the Tusken Raiders and the people and the families around uh, Tatooine that are Tusken Raiders that need that to, to, you know, have less conflict in their lives and be able to live their lives more peacefully. Right? I think you're just trying to make Boba out to be this very, very good guy. I see no problem <laughs> with him going that, having that for himself. Uh, I think that's part it's of a that good too, theory. for sure. It's I just, I, I just feel like that's what they're kind of leading into with all like these different like flashbacks with the Tusken Raiders. Now, before, before I say anything, I want to make sure this is the vision quest episode. So this is the episode where they tell him that there's multiple different tribes, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like, he has like so, the tree and like the waves from like Camino and stuff like that with see, it. So this is why I was like, 
Especially with that, yeah, they're called savages because the only ones that they ever interact with are the ones that are walking up and just fire firing shots at them and mm -hmm. doing all kinds of craziness and vandalism, right? Like the other ones who don't want to be found are not found unless yeah. you're in deep dune sea. So I can't see him going out of his way that much for them. He'd have to find them first, if anything. And mm -hmm. then like, does he sell the garb? Does he sell the gaffy stick? Does he sell the rifle? Do you like to know to show? I am a fellow Duskin or whatever. Like, I mean, we know of at least one more because of uh, the Mandalorian, right? Because, like, Mando works with them with oh, that village. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the other tribe near okay. uh, Mos Pila? Pila, yeah, I think. You're right. Okay. That was okay. a good memory. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so that's one thing. <laughs> the one other thing I had is, like, especially in that same train scene you're talking about, um, but what took away from me was that the fact that I wasn't focused on that because I was more worried about the droid that jumped out and turned into like yes. spider oh, droid yeah. and ran away. Do you guys have a theory that, for that? Oh, that to me was just like, so this was a pike train. That thing knew what the hell was going on. It wasn't just an operator. Even if it was, it still knows everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. So it escapes. That's the last thing you want to escape. Yeah, yeah, sure. You sent them walking all back home, whatever. They make it, they make it. They don't, they don't, whatever. This thing's got like, yeah, so... You know who messed that whole operation up and lost you money? Picture of this guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, him. That'd be interesting. You just yeah, see him. Okay. He's like, he's like, it's like a, a hollow of like actual footage of what happened in the train compartment with the droid mm -hmm. and Boba, and you just see yeah. him like, like that's the, the, the guy. one, like just the scary one face. scene I would, the one th scene I would think would be hilarious. Like, mm -hmm. you know, payoff would be the the next season. Like, it does happen. Well, if that's the end of that season, and it yeah it comes up and shows uh, whoever the new pike head is like it's this person is the one who did this and he just looks at him and because he's only ever seen boba with his mask on he just goes i have no idea who this is, is, like, is that a yeah. clone, a clone wars? like who the fuck is this guy yeah like it, it just because it reminds me of there's a great if anyone's i don't know why i'm tangenting to this but if anyone's ever seen justice league unlimited yeah. um there's an episode where lex luther and flash swap minds Ooh. And my favorite scene in that episode is uh, like, because they're both just basically that whole episode, they're just fucking up trying to pretend that they're each other the entire mm -hmm. time, but not to the point where anyone's suspecting them. So Luther just does, messes up a bunch of things as the Flash and he fl runs into a bathroom. He's like, oh, Lex, this isn't your day. And he just looks in the mirror and he goes, but the very least I can always find out who the Flash is. And he takes off the, hit the mask and he goes, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's, I, rem yeah, I remember dying as a kid because it's like in that one, yeah, he buries just some guy. Like he's kind of, he's just kind of helps at Star Lab sometimes. Yeah. And it's, so it's just like, yeah, he's it's like, why would you know? Why would you know everybody's name on the planet, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. But it, like, it, well, because, uh, you know, at certain points at that point, I think Luther had figured out who certain people in the Justice League were. And they were all like, you know, important people. Yeah, and so he just looks at the flash and he's like, so I, I don't know. <laughs> and they just never bring it up again. It's not like he doesn't have a wallet he could use, but okay. <laughs> where's your, where's your, you never know. Where's Why your driver's license? Buy buddy? anything yeah. when you could just run in and grab it and run out. <laughs> I like how you're just assuming the flash is a thief. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, no, because it works with the police, right? But you know, you know yeah, store yeah. laps. But you know what I but, mean? It's just like, yeah. oh man, he has snack. Yeah. All right. You know, impulse. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Kid flash. Yeah, yeah, I got chocolate bar. And you he, know how much calories I need to fucking get after all this stuff? I, yeah. This running? Yeah. So, so that fact, I might be wrong. I'm not a huge flash buff, but I think they kind of made that more canon as the series went, or as later on, okay. like the 2010s, I think. 
all I know is like, yeah, by the time Young Justice had come out, that was a well-established fact. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back. Which into I do the, agree. Yeah. Let's jump back in the Star no, no, no. Wars. Let's no, jump back no, no. in Star DC. Wars. Let's do it. Let's DC. Go. I'm going to just talk about how DC Comics can't do a good comic run. Yeah. <laughs> or anybody. Let's do it moment. again. Let's start days. over. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. Ed, was there anything else that you wanted to say about the Star Wars episode for Boba, Boba Fett Chapter Two? Or honestly, just hopes for the next episode. We, do you want to hold um, on to that for a moment, and then we'll get to yeah, that. Sure. We'll kind of like a, do a roundtable for that one. Yeah, sure. All right, Noma. Thoughts on this one um, overall? I mean, ironically, I've kind of gone over most of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the only things I can think about was, I mean, it was a cool scene. It was real weird that Boba Fett kind of walked into that station and just beat the shit out of all those Nictos and destroyed the bar. I love it. I don't it. mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it. I'm not going to say like, oh, how, how, why would they do this? This is Boba No, it was, it was just weird because he only needed the speeder bikes. But I mean, yeah. it's Boba Fett. He's got a lot of pent up aggression after the past couple. You and know, when he sees what he did, what they did to the villagers, right? What the Tuscan showed him. Like he knows that it's the same. It's the same. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That, that's like I have the, no, I have no remorse for these game. assholes. Yeah. Man, See, the... we got more Tamara Morrison angry face. But yeah, I, I love that. I love that. But the, oh! the only thing, the only thing that weirded me out though about that. Sorry, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. No, I just remembered something. Second, but the the only thing that weirded me out about that is it's just why, like why would Boba care that they killed a random farmer? Like, He's changed man. I guess he's found but, God again. This is what he's found God. The cold bounty hunter who is willing to give up the Kage princess because it would have given him a lot of money. Like that's always my standard to like Boba's callousness, right? Is like that scene. Because as far as I'm concerned, that's like one of the more evil things he was willing to do. Yeah. Granted, he was a very angry okay yeah teenager. You you've already yeah you've already yeah. said it yeah so. but still like this is the level that we get to so yeah with mm-hmm. the dream and everything else i can understand how he's he's changed now to to want to live respectfully I mean, and not have a lot too on like in terms of his whole life because we get to see like the clone wars stuff again in this episode yeah and i feel like he's reflecting on a lot of things that he went through as a kid and i really hope that we get it's... like some like the kage princess scene or something but in like live action flashback and be like him kind of reflecting on that choice i think that'd be cool i mean that'll make a lot more sense because she, the kage look a lot more human than the pikes that's another yeah. little thing i want to circle around to yeah, but sure but yeah it's just while i understand these new morals it seems strange to me that someone who's willing who doesn't care about people getting off his entire life suddenly does now sure. like i guess yeah protecting the innocence and the weak and stuff like that but it's, it's just a very jarring change to me do you think it might have um, been because like how vulnerable he was when he was coming out of the starlight pit? pit and he felt like anybody at any moment could have killed him but the tuscans didn't do that they held him prisoner but they didn't kill him see and then they gave him that back. second chance and he's like maybe this is what people have felt when i have taken them in I would go back yeah, to what he said in Mandalorian for that. Sure. Right? Sometimes fate steps in to save the wretched, specifically. Yeah. Right? It seems more of like, I, I just got something I didn't deserve. Right. Um, so again, yeah, maybe that's how it is. I, honestly, if that was the case, I would have appreciated, not that I'm telling them how to do their jobs, but I would have appreciated that scene and then a flashback to him saying that in Mandalorian. Yeah, right? that would be really good. That'd yeah, be really right? Good. Like that. Sometimes fate steps in to save the wretched, and then him looking at that and being like, then... Then I'd be like, yes, you're saying he doesn't deserve this. Why did I get a redemption while this guy doesn't? And the nice thing is right? we have Dave Filoni and Favreau, Favreau, yeah, Favreau in this. So like if they were to do it, they would be the ones to like be the ones to be like, yeah, yo, we can bring this together and kind of encapsulate yeah, exactly. it into it's a nice little to thing do. to help people kind of buy into this. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you, you also had a big thing that you wanted to share. Yes. In yeah. So in that scene, when he goes into like the, you know what, you know what, you know what that mm. is, actually? It's Tashi Station. Ooh. 
Uh, okay, I was about to say, is it going to be somewhere like Tashi Station? It is Tashi Station. <laughs> so that's like where Tashi, that, that's Tashi, Tashi Station. The people that were okay. in there, the okay. humans that were in there, that were being mm -hmm. like abused by the Nikdos, basically, mm -hmm. um, they were actually in a deleted scene from Star Wars Episode Four, where Biggs goes on the roof with uh, Luke, and they're the two that's people that, that, yeah, the two people that come up on the thing with them. Those are the mm -hmm. people from that, and they actually look like ninety hmm. percent the same, which is absolutely. Sure? Oh no, they'd be way they'd too be way old, too old right? Because it's seventy-seven, yeah, yeah. right? So like, yeah. it's insane that that is yeah. like they got people that were lookalikes like that. I can't that's, remember their names, cool. but that was a cool nod. No, I'd be amazed if you could. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> the only thing then is like, man, Tashi Station's like fucking tiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tashi Station's like a single bar, and I would assume, I guess, like a couple trips, but you only see the bar. That's that, It's interesting. It's a little bit weird, but it's interesting. I love that sequence, though. That fight sequence is really good, too, where he's just taking out everybody that has blasters, mm -hmm. and then he he hits somebody with a rifle, oh. and the rifle breaks, and I'm like... Yeah, it's like... <laughs> so and so that was... The, on, the only thing that actually bugged me with that scene was I'm like, okay, Boba, you are a man who is low on possessions, has basically nothing, and you've got, you know, your you your equipment is literally by the skin of your teeth. Like half of them had blaster pistols. Take why? One. Take five. Yeah, I was um, I was like, loot the blaster pistols, loot the blaster pistols, loot yeah. the. Why is he leaving? Damn it! Like, and they've got those electro staffs too, right? It's just like all these. All the technology. Yeah, and I mean, Grant, like he's a guy that I, uses a lot of gadgets too. Like you're like, why are yeah. you using it? Yeah. Get some of that stuff, man. Like if you're not gonna take all the blaster pistols, just take the the cartridges, right? The the energy cells or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just it was very strange to me that it's just like uh haha <laughs> now when these guys wake up they'll have all their arms back and, yeah. just like, and, I, uh, and they'll be angry yeah yeah it's very you, you weird. said you want to talk about the pikes and how they looked in live action i yeah it's just weird to me because they just look like people we've seen costume. them before actually in live action in solo a star wars story on kessel oh i don't remember that remember, at all. <laughs> remember when uh kira brings han and Chewie? Yeah, they did look different though. Yeah, they, no, they they had like that wide look to them, right? But yeah, yes, because in... most of them kept the helmets on. Yeah, but even yeah. their helmets yeah. are a different shape. So unless they're unless they're a subgroup, it's more of a face mask, isn't it? It's not a helmet. It's more of just like a well, face it's, covering. It's a helmet face mask, but pikes are very spindly. Yeah, right? in the in the, very, in the Clone Wars, they are. Next, uh, I mean, that's our reference point, though. Yeah, right? exactly. But you got to remember design. though. The Clone Wars and like Rebels and all that, like they each had their own animation styles, and it definitely like Anakin didn't look the same, and like Obi Wan didn't look the same, and like they had more chiseled jaw lines and like different proportions and that, shit. This is not that though. This is like physiology at this yeah. point. Yeah. Though. That's fair. Because that like in that same argument, that would be like saying why like Pong Krell should have looked completely different than Dexter Yetster. Right? I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It, it was just like you've got all that Disney money, y you can't break them up. I feel so, like it was a lot cheaper to do it yeah. in terms of like I mean, having 30 people at one. Absolutely. Like, yeah, no, that's probably what I, it was. I 100% I understand that. And I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, I like, no, it was drawing to me too a bit. Cause when I first mm. saw them well, with the helmets on or. It, it was the same thing with Black Chrysanthemum for me, where I was like, those look like pikes. Nah, they're not pikes. Yeah. They look too human. Oh, they Have are pikes. I seen them with their helmets on yet. I think we've seen them with the face masks on. Yeah, okay. but I don't know. So we haven't seen helmets. like the full complement. No, I don't think so. But yeah, we've seen, and even that, like the Pike ones, didn't have the whole like weird bar thing. Like there were just two eye things. Yeah, right? mm. and I haven't seen that with these. So I'm just. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed them bringing in the Pike Syndicate because like we're not just dealing with the Hut Cartel or like mm. other things we've seen in like live action canon, right? Or like <laughs> the Imperial Remnant. It's more just like getting these other voices in there. Like maybe we'll see mm. Crimson Dawn. Like that would be pretty. Well, pretty cool. yeah, I hope so. Well, we were hypothesizing something similar to that when when we saw the trailer, right? That yeah. that was Crimson Dawn, not 
the Order of the Nightwind. Yeah, it was interesting because it for me, I think the best part of having the Pike Syndicate there was that it really showed how powerful and how widespread they were, yeah. which is something we've never, because every time we've seen the Pike Syndicate so far, they're on either their home planet or Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, and Kessel. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay, so you're in like the core system, one range, core yeah. system and a little bit of the outer rim. Mm. But now it's like, okay, you're in Tatooine as well. So clearly this is, there is a reason why Maul went out of his way to recruit them. Right. And mm. the thing too is like, I think in this episode at the end when he's like, you guys get a walk and he's like, the leader in Obadiah is not going to really take kindly to this. And he's like, well, mm. you have your lives and that's what I'm going to give you. You guys get each a black melon, have fun. Mm. Um, anything else that you guys want to bring up? That you can think of for the episode or just overall thoughts did you like it better than episode one what are you expecting for episode two or sorry episode three so yeah so like honestly my thoughts on this episode it's very similar to what i said last episode where it's if this was the book of jaster mariel i most of my problems would be solved mm-hmm. even though that would well then i would be just replaced with why is he still around at this point i'm still interested I'm just, I need a lot more exposition, which I didn't think I would be saying, but I just need a lot more, yeah, I just need a lot more things flushed out for me on you know what? things that are happening. And the thing is, like, even with that, I get why they're calling it Boba, and I'm not saying it's because of the fans, but, like, I, Boba would not have met Jaster. If this was Django, I definitely hear, I could believe them putting the Book of Jasmine Reel down for sure. Mm-hmm. The, the best they would be able to do is, like, if they called the Book of Django Fett, and then Boba seeing that. But he's already shown us from his armor that it's, like, you know, Jaster's on there as a part yeah, of, yeah. like, the thing, right? Oh, but no, yeah, but, sorry. So I, I don't mean I don't mean that as in, like, you know, going back. To, I mean, like, if Jaster Mariel was the main character here. Oh, and this is like a prequel. Yeah, yeah then, then, well, no. If it was just, if it was literally just Jaston Mariel in doing all the things that have been happening so far, yeah, it would make perfect sense. To okay, me. okay, because it's very much more in line, I believe, at least with his character mm-hmm. of being, you know, a, a noble, honorable warrior. Unless you're fighting Death Watch, and then there's no holds barred. So, do you think um, there might be like a, a flashback of like Django talking to like young Boba about Jaston? That'd be super cool. Like I, that's okay. I mean, like he was a very yeah. honorable man, but like it did get the better of him, and yeah, like yeah. kind of like he, telling he let him the one lesson, bastard survive, <laughs> right? And like and telling him yeah. like this is the story of my master, and this is why yeah. I do how I do, and then maybe oh, Boba yeah. Fett being like, that. okay, I know what my dad did, and I know what Jaster did, and I want to like combine those two into what mm-hmm. I am. I, I do. If they <laughs> so did you, that, <laughs> you know how it's gonna happen. Hmm? He's gonna finish his back to treatment for the Tuscans. We're gonna figure out how that ended and how he ended up in Mandalorian. Then some another big fight's gonna happen, and he's gonna get a not grievous injury. But he's gonna get a little dazed, and some of those gonna open oh, back up. It's, it's like, oh, I still yeah. don't have trauma that's fixed. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're saying tank, that's gonna be his anime flashback. Yeah. <laughs> now we get the Camino now we get the full flashback. We're getting we're getting hints he's, of it right now. Yeah. Because okay. he okay. he's gonna make a mistake with somebody like Jester did, and then it might come back to bite him. The and ass, then when yeah. it does, Ooh, like, okay. did I did, like, should I stay on this path? Go back mm-hmm. to the the Boba I was. Or it's just like, you know, is this still the right thing to do? And then let me tell you about Jasper. Oh, mm-hmm. oh no, gets up. I am doing the right thing. I'll do the right thing even harder this time. Yeah. I think the main Dude, thing that we're that. I think the main thing that we're getting here that we can like kind of compare Boba Fett to and the way he wants to rule is mm-hmm. like he's the guy that wants to be on the ground and do the stuff, right? He wants to be the mm-hmm. face of his organization. And mm-hmm. the only other person that's like that is Darth Maul with the Crimson Dawn. 
He goes he and murders anybody that he doesn't want to yeah, be in he's his very way. very much the ruling through fear. But he yeah, is the right. ruling through fear version of Boba Fett's honor, right? Mm. Um, but yeah. I would love to see it at the end if, like, you know. Oh, fucking Boba um, Fett if versus he's Darth at the Maul. Table, not I mean, it, it can't happen. It, it can't happen. It, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, because Maul's been dead for like seven years now. No, but I mean, like, like him kind of like realizing who, like, Darth Maul is in terms of like the whole fucking story. Be interesting. I mean, yeah, no, sure, but but Darth Maul's been dead since before Episode Four at this. No, point. I know, I know. I'm just talking yeah. about like in terms of like the legacy of Crimson Dawn, because I'm sure it's still around. And that's it. Like, if, yeah, if maybe, he was yeah. to like, uh, they're at the headquarters or something like that, or, or they're all around the, they're all around like a round table for like the the you know the criminal council. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't mean like versus like fighting him, but like versus like the legacy of oh ideologies. Sorry, yeah. that was my and so like you know how when um Maul took over Death Watch and they all put horns on their helmets, right? That was mm. badass. I love so that. So like if they, if they have like a symbol or something that has the Crimson Dawn thing, but now because he's gone has like or just a mural of to it. Darth Maul on the fucking like, I can be like he could be like huh. you just want Darth Maul. I want Darth Maul. Maul. Darth Maul's great. <laughs> no, but I could see I could see him being like, oh you know, what what's that symbol about? And then Fennec's just like Oh yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a bit of a prickly situation or something like that or whatever. And can I you know, can I bring up a like... point that we haven't gotten to yet in terms of like story in the comics? Uh, sure. Before you do that, though, all I want to say is that if this any of this ends up being true and we do get to see Jasper Muriel, I really want to be able to hate Montross in live action. So I'm 120 percent down for that. Nice. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> that is a your, very strange open seasons reference. I apologize. I didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. Uh, I just want to say for the record now, like this is the series where they can actually introduce Dirge into canon now. Oh man, that'd be so cool. Yeah. But 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 save that for either season two or three. Yeah, let this whole thing being yeah. let Build everything else first. be figured out first. And please just like if you ever had to just like blatantly steal something from Legends, like shot for shot, steal it, steal Dirge. It's low enough on everybody's radar where you can just go, like, oh, check this guy out. He's crazy. You can't kill him. Not even Bogan. What are you going to do? Oh, and then you can actually get and tie that into the Mandalorian where Din and the other ones come in. And it's like, because he hates Mandalorians, right? Mm-hmm. And then just like have an all out like 20v1 fight with these badasses that we've been oh. seeing getting tossed around. Dude, you know? you, if we're going to go full tilt then he's got to show up in either Mandalorian season three or if Bo-Katan gets a spinoff and that him being the main villain in that, you introduce mm-hmm. him in Book of Boba Fett, you tie him in that. Oh my God. <laughs> I have a whole crossover happening yeah. right now. I wanna, we, we, I, we get to redo the Clone Wars scene of him fighting Obi-Wan and all the clones on oh, Luna List, but it's with uh, Mandalorians instead. That'd be crazy. That'd be insane. I want to see um, the villain, not the villain, the contact that Boba Fett has in uh the com or the um legends books the the mandalorian oh, armor spider? books oh, yeah the spider <laughs> i don't know why but i just love the aesthetic I... like of picturing that because like he's this he's this he's a space spider that's giant he has his no, own yeah. web ball well, thing that he floats through in space yeah. and like boba fett knows him and like uses him as a contact and like <laughs> trades information with him and i just feel like that would be such a good thing to show in terms of like Helping build Boba Fett's no. like empire up, I guess. I don't know. I, I, just, I love I think it. It'd be cool, and I hate it because screw you. I do not want to see a gigantic live action spider on my screen. Not like, speaking oh, common. Yeah. Come on Dude, now. We already, or not common. No, what are they called? Uh, Galactic basic. basic. Yeah. We already had enough in the Mandalorian with a bunch of them chasing through. I, I, oh, I yeah. barely got through that. Really? You're not a spider guy. That, thank God. No. See, that's, how, well, who would be? 
I'm not a spider guy, but I'm not afraid of them. I used to be as a kid, but not anymore. See, it's it's funny because me and Ed don't like that idea for separate reasons. So my big thing was like, I I'm just not a fan of that character. Honestly, okay. remind I don't know why it reminds it's me. Of, I'm not necessarily saying. So my big thing with it is just it reminds me too much of Madam Web, uh, from Spider Man. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's just like, oh, look at this. It this was done weird, before, I think, creature was it and this web in the middle of nowhere who knows mm. everything and is in control of all. It's just very strange. I, like, I don't know. I, I prefer my information brokers to be very. Um, I just thought it was a unique thing in Star Wars because we don't see stuff like that usually. No, it, it's yeah. like, like even if it's not him, but if it's something like Abloth and yeah. all that, just things out in the universe that you would not go looking for and you would not know about unless you had some prior knowledge. Right. And, and I mean, like there's a, you're not just going to run into these things. There's an infra broker in Dr. Afra who, who's dead now, but um, spoilers for Dr. Afra, but um, he was like, doc, uh, Dr. Afra goes to him to find who Luke Skywalker is. Right. And then he dies and like shit happens. There. Oh, no, that's, that's Darth Vader. not Dr. Afra. Well, it's Dr. Dr. Afra. Yeah. Him, it's the, what's his name? It's like the hub or something like that. Yeah. Or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the host or something. And so, um, yeah. something like that, like just like an info broker that has this information that he can kind of get oh, the, yeah. the leg up on somebody and mm -hmm. like not be react. Cause every situation we've seen in him so far, it's been reactive to somebody else fucking with him. Yeah. yeah, and so, so we, getting that leg up. I mean, his dad even had, I don't know if it's still canon anymore, but he had that uh, female Todarian in yeah, the Bounty Hunter yeah. video game. Yeah, I can't remember her name, but yeah, just so having some sort of information broker, I'd definitely be... Snake, are you okay? <laughs> Is everything all right, Snake? I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know the game, I've never played it, but I, I just know that oh, there's a guy that talks in make, Okay, no, the, the no, colonel's, no. Not, the colonel's no. not an information broker. Okay, yeah, I don't know, yeah, I just know that somebody yells in your ear. Uh, no, every character in Metal Gear is an information broker in that sense because they just monologue your ass off. Oh, okay. For 20 those minutes. Those flowers. You're looking at them. Yeah. Did you know those flowers? So, uh, how do you know that? Oh, I have my things. Yeah. I was going to bring up the comic book stuff. bloom on a battlefield? But we haven't read it yet, and I got spoiled on it, and I don't want to do that for you guys. It definitely mm, has some tie to what we were talking about before with Crimson Dawn. But I, I don't want to bring it up because it's something that we are going to be reading in the future. And I want us oh, to yeah. kind of have a fresh view on it as much as you guys can. Because um, I've been spoiled on some like plot points in it. And I'm like, ah, I wish I would have read that. Mm. Um, so I'll just leave it to the side for now. Um, but it definitely has some play into like what could happen here too. Mm. Um, okay. And yeah, uh, any final like predictions? I know we were talking about Jaster and all that. Anything else of like maybe, um, you know. I mean, I, I think this is... I don't. I think a lot of people have probably predicted this. I haven't been looking up on stuff because I don't. I don't watch it on Wednesdays, so I try to avoid spoilers. I'm sure a lot of other people are, are assuming this as well. He's going back to Camino at some point. There's, oh yes. There's way too much water. There are way too many water visuals. So, yeah. Like even in just two have episodes. To go underwater. To I find... love the visual of the yeah. tree though. That well, was so cool. It, it was a very cool visual. I mean, but that is at a good point. I'm curious if he knows what happened to Topoka City. Mm. Yeah, he probably might not, like, because he didn't really give a yeah, shit until why, like why would now, he, right? right? So, yeah. I need to go back to find this thing. You know, the Kaminoans will help me find it. <laughs> I, okay, I did. I did watch. Uh, I think it was Eckhart's Ladder or Star Wars Explained. I can't remember which one it was. It was one of mm -hmm. them. And I'm sorry for not being able to credit you guys properly, but um, they were talking about Boba Fett in the in the Legend stuff, where he had like a lot of like uh, illnesses and stuff after the Sarlacc pit because of the the acids and all that stuff and like what it did with the fumes and things and he had mm. to go back to Camino to find like the last uh, remnant uh gene of Django Fett so he could do like like stem cell essentially and to like restore his body and like he apparently he loses his leg in um the legend stuff so he has to like clone a leg and then he gets a uh, like a new leg that way mm. 
Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't remember that, but yeah, because he like suffers from like cancer and shit in that, and like he has to pay for his bills, but he can't do it because he's like so ill. So like, there's a lot of shit that happens with that, and I think that would be a cool thing because it won't be the same because obviously we know Kamino was destroyed. The whole facility is underwater, so like mm. an underwater sequence of him trying to find any last genes because we know like oh, like DNA cool. sequences because we know from you know Bad Batch that the genes that they did have were kind of at the last legs because they needed yeah, to yeah. get you know omega back to basically refresh the clone system right mm. so anyway um yeah i think that does it for this episode yeah i mean honestly the only other thing and this isn't relevant but i saw a couple of posts today that were talking about how tomorrow morrison has said that he's he's down to play any of the other clones yes like or bad batch or anything else Hell yeah. saw, hey, no I, I saw, omega squad yeah. delta and, squad bring them back well I, I saw i saw a comment chain thing that was like hell yeah i wanted to play the bad batch and be every single member of the bad batch yeah. and the next comment was i wanted to be omega too yeah <laughs> <laughs> remember that like cursed image i, sh- yeah. I showed you guys of him as omega oh yeah, my god tomorrow morrison, yeah with the, the omega hair huh? yeah oh <laughs> i just started laughing at that because i was just like oh that'd be that'd be awesome <laughs> he's so weird yeah um let me just think of the last point i had uh, i forgot to talk about was the lizard i thought that was really weird and really interesting like the oh oh yeah the mist the that, he, that he throws he's like yeah he's like yeah. he's like here this is lizard i'm like oh is he just gonna have like a lizard friend now like maybe is this the introduction of like the thron thing where it's like a force repellent creature i'm like oh nope. this is really oh, cool weird and then and then it's just like it just jumps into his brain and like guides yeah, him to yeah. the tree i'm like fucking love it i love how ridiculous like, that was i was like wow this controls in it was like a spirit journey right yeah, like right. that's a I, 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 okay again i don't speak for all native american cultures but i know mm. that there is like uh, yeah, like a spirit peyote. journey that people go on yeah. and with peyote and like all that kind of stuff and i don't know the intricacies of it um i just know the basics and that it reminded mm. me heavily of that and i really enjoyed that yeah. that was a thing with like this like space lizard i'm like it, that's like so fucked up but i love it and and that's why i immediately thought peyote as soon as i saw it because like not that i'm an expert in it I've, i mean i'll be honest i've never done it before but i do know the process is it is like you it, it's a dangerous one it right? is like you can die if you're supposed to from what i've been from what i've seen at least i used to watch i don't know why i'm saying this on the podcast i used to watch a lot of drugs inc while i was in college and doing drawing projects but like you're supposed to actually throw up while you like after you after it's kind of ingested is what they were saying because okay. right? it's really? too toxic on its own oh wow that's what that's what that program taught me anyways right but because of that danger that's why when the lizard immediately went up in his nose i was like oh this is star wars peyote all i picture wow. is like lizard in his brain taking two joysticks in and be like yeah, let's go boys his brain. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that does it for this episode everybody let's get into the outro a gift for you Welcome to the outro. Noma, do you want to let listeners know how they can get in contact with us? Figure out how they can be the daimyo of our podcast. Yeah, it's a long line. It's a long line, but unlike Temple Archives, it's not going to be a fight to the death over who's actually in charge. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you'll have to kill uh, me to take this podcast. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my black chrysanthemum now? Okay, that's fine. Me, me with my little gun over here. <laughs> yeah, right. My finger pistol. Um, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of different ways you can get in contact with us, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, the easiest way to get in contact with us is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got an email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both of those is at voiceforcepod. 
As I said at the top, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Viewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noma. And as always, everybody, remember, when you try and learn how to drive a swoop bike slash speeder bike, always hit it in reverse first. Because then you know which way you're going. I, sounds like you got that out of a fortune cookie. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I got it out of a lizard in a in a container. It, it was in my brain. It was controlling. Oh, no.